This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for joining us. Really appreciate the kind support that you bring always to the channel. And uh, I'm looking forward to having some conversations with all of you uh, to discuss the latest Arsenal news, views and transfer happenings, uh, because there's always plenty of that to talk about. Uh, So don't you worry, we've got that all covered. Uh, Good morning to people joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Olu, good morning to you, to PJ, to Blackshine, to Martin, Stephen, Conde, Martin and Vivian, uh, Rich, uh, Al Hassan. We've got Damien, Morgi, Nav R. We've got Alex, Matt, uh, who I think was actually first, but Olu has absolutely ripped him away of, of potentially uh, gaining that accolade again. Um, Matt Tomo, uh, Blackshine, good morning to you, to Temi, to Mr. E, Carl, Red Star, and plenty more of you as well. Thank you so much for continuing to join us on the show. It is very much appreciated. Could you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Without further ado, let's go into today's stories. First of all, William Saliba, according to Fabrizio Romano, continues to be in discussions uh, with Arsenal around the idea of signing a brand new contract. Nothing yet agreed with the French international. However... Arsenal are said of the player signing a new deal, which is obviously very much uh, what we want to see happen. He is a huge part of Arsenal's future. And if Arsenal are indeed able to get hold of a renewal of the player, it would represent a serious step forwards for not just the player at the club. But I think overall, considering where we were at the beginning of, of Saliba's time at Arsenal, uh, the loan moves to, to Marseille, to Nice, and back to Santetian in his first season, of course, as well, to where we are now. It represents such a huge, I think, turnaround of fortunes, not only for Saliba, but for the club and how everything has kind of gone with Saliba. I mean, we really have quickly forgotten the days of uh, animosity. If, even if there was any animosity between Saliba and the club, I think it's fair to say that it has certainly 
been uh, forgotten about by now, which is great. Aaron Ramsdale spoke after the game against Everton. A number of reporters were uh, outside in the mix zone after the game, speaking to the Arsenal goalkeeper about uh, the confidence around Bakayo Saka, his contribution to, of course, the win against Everton, an England international teammate of Ramsdale's. But what was great, I think, about all the things that Ramsdale said was to hear him talk about Saka and the confidence that he would indeed renew his contract. So Ramsdale said that if there was a week left on his deal, he'd still be confident that he would sign a new deal, that he's an Arsenal man. And that basically, in short, we have nothing to worry about which is great now we know that in principle according to numerous outlets now first called by Sammy Mottbell that Saka had indeed agreed a deal in principle with Arsenal Uh, whether or not that kind of changes or proves to be true uh, I imagine we'll get a an announcement of a potential contract in the coming weeks Uh, hopefully days rather than weeks I'd much rather we found out sooner on this but there's no telling when we might get an update on Saka's contract renewal. But what we do know, of course, is that those discussions are at a very advanced stage and very, very positive in Arsenal's direction. Uh, moving forwards, Cesc Fabregas is set to apparently uh, be closing in on retirement as a player and will start working towards becoming a manager. Uh, Guardiola, Xavi and Arteta are said to be his references and he dreams of coaching Barcelona or Arsenal one day. That's according to Alfred Martinez uh, over in Spain, a Barcelona-based journalist. Uh, it would be interesting to see uh, Fabregas rock up at Arsenal one day in the future. He has actually been at the club whilst Wilshere has been doing the youth coaching with the image you can see on your screen now. He's familiar with Arsenal. Arsenal very much appreciate Fabregas. It would be intriguing if he became part of Arteta's coaching team uh, in the short term, maybe to see uh, if he could take over the role in the long-term future, either at Arsenal or elsewhere. But Fabregas is said to want to kind of follow uh, in the footsteps of previous Barcelona players like Xavi, Guardiola, and of course, Arteta and potentially have a view to take over a club that he's previously been at in the future, which would be absolutely fantastic to see. So uh, I'd love to see Fabregas part of Arteta's coaching setup if it works, if he's good enough, of course, and that always needs to come first. The quality always over nostalgia. But uh, yeah, it'd be great. Although that said, I think he's going to have to get in line because someone like Santi Cazorla, uh, we all know, is very keen on potentially joining up with Arsenal and Arteta in the future and being part of his coaching staff when he eventually retires uh, from playing in Qatar. I think Fabregas currently playing in Italy still with a side called Como. Uh, I think he has a, uh, I think a part stake in that club. I might be wrong, but I think off the top of my head, I remember that being the case. So yes, Fabregas. And his future in coaching, one to look out for, perhaps to do with Arsenal. Now, Arsenal also said to be one of the clubs interested in Southampton midfielder Lavia. Uh, the former Manchester City youth star, according to Adrian Kajumba, uh, is said to also be interesting Arsenal. However, a number of teams, including Chelsea and Manchester United, are also interested in trying to sign the Southampton man. If Southampton end up going down this season, it's assumed that he would be available for slightly less than if Southampton are able to stay up in the Premier League. He's been a really good acquisition for Southampton. Unfortunately, he's not been able to stay fit for the majority of the season, meaning he's missed a fair few games. However, he has returned, I believe, now to the action and continues to be a standout start in that team. I think Southampton are a side that are arguably, I think, underachieving compared to some of the talents like Lavier and Bella Kotchap that they have in their side. But they never, they're never really able to bring in that striker ever since they lost Armando Borja. Uh, after he returned to Chelsea from his loan spell. They've just not been able to find that striker that's going to give them the goals 
that they need. And I think that's probably the biggest reason as to why we might see them go down, as well as their choice uh, in management. I mean, bringing in Nathan Jones looked to be a huge mistake. Um, but if Lavia is to leave, he could be an interesting midfield option for Arsenal in the summer transfer window. Now, our headline story of the day is that Declan Rice uh, and his relationship with Wilshire is said to be a big part of any potential move for the player in the future. There's also suggestions coming out uh, from, ironically, Chelsea side of the rumours uh, regarding Declan Rice that a agreement with Arsenal is said to potentially, behind the scenes, already be in place in principle. Uh, this is according to Simon Phillips speaking on the Blue Dodger uh, Twitter Space podcast. Uh, he says that Rice is still on Chelsea's radar. However, Arsenal is doing the groundwork right now, and there are even some whispers of terms being unofficially or tentatively agreed upon, or at the very least, not being a problem. Arsenal are said to be confident about signing Declan Rice. Um, he is Arsenal's number one target for the summer, and he is a player that Arsenal will try to sign uh, as soon as possible when the season comes to a close. Perhaps even before the season ends, they'll aim to have that official agreement in place with him. Uh, and as I said at the start of this news section, it is said that Jack Wilshere and his relationship with Rice from their time at West Ham has continued beyond Wilshere's exit from the Hammers. And that will indeed play a part in any potential transfer that comes forward between now and the summer transfer window. Um, Arsenal are the favourites uh, to try and sign Declan Rice. And they are the team that are more likely to sign him over Chelsea, Manchester United, um, Manchester City have also been mentioned, of course, in the past. But Arsenal are indeed the favourites to land him and they've made him their priority for the summer. So let's see how this transpires. As I said, every time we cover this story, we'll continue to bring you any potential updates or any extra news around Declan Rice, who I think would be a really good acquisition for Arsenal. I think he's incredibly overlooked by a lot of the footballing community still. Some people describe him as being overrated. I think we're getting to a stage where so many people are calling him overrated that he's become underrated as a player. Uh, I like him. I think he would be a really statement signing for Arsenal and certainly continue along the theme of adding ready Premier League level, top level talents. I think playing in this West Ham team, we've seen an aspect of what Rice is capable of, and it's a very, very good level. And I think ultimately what we could see from Rice in an Arsenal shirt would enable us to see him reach an even higher level. However, I know there are plenty of people out there that would like to see us go and sign Jude Bellingham, like Isaac Hernandez in the chat. However, unfortunately, Jude Bellingham is just out of Arsenal's reach. It seems the 150 million price tag associated with him and the massive wages have just unfortunately priced Arsenal out of a move for Bellingham and they see Rice as a more attainable alternative to his fellow England international. Now tonight we will be conducting our preview show ahead of the game against Bournemouth tomorrow. Arsenal will take on the Cherries at the Emirates Stadium at three o'clock in another game that will not be televised very frustratingly for Arsenal fans around the world. Uh, Bakaya Saka, Tavernier and co will of course be involved and we'll be predicting or rather trying to put ahead our desired lineups. Look at the latest injury news and team news with Arteta's press conference set to take place slightly later on early this afternoon and we'll also be getting the predictions surrounding uh, what we might see from the team and the score lines that we could see in tomorrow's game against a side that we absolutely need to be picking up three points. Manchester City take on Newcastle in the early kickoff on Saturday so the pressure could be on Arsenal or 
the opportunity could be given to Arsenal to extend the gap even further. We'll have to wait and see. Okay, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, let's jump into the chat box and go to your questions. First of all, uh, Bolakabiz, uh, thank you ever so much uh, for joining up as a brand new member of the channel. Uh, I hope I've initially pronounced that correctly. Uh, I hope you're good and well and welcome to the TGT family. I can already see plenty of people in the chat box welcoming you to the crew. Fantastic to see. Uh, let's go to Sir Nicholas, who says... Tom, it's been so long since we've seen Gabriel Jesus that I watched a highlight reel of him in an Arsenal shirt and I'm pretty sure I started drooling. I forgot how physical he is. I feel like we're getting into dangerous territory there, sir, Nick. I think you might need to sit down, mate. Um, But no, Jesus has been obviously such an important player for Arsenal this season. That said, I, I continue to talk about the fact that the gap between ourselves and Man City has persisted in all the time that Gabriel Jesus has has gone. If you think about when he first got injured during the World Cup, our initial reaction was, well, how close will City be to us? Or will they even overtaken us by the time that Gabriel Jesus returns? And the fact of the matter is, is that, yes, of course, there's still some games to play before he does come back. But 11 games later in the Premier League, and that's not counting FA Cup and League Cup fixtures, although I'm pretty sure we were out of it by then. Uh, But certainly FA Cup fixtures, we are still five points ahead of Man City. So who knows? It could even get bigger. Uh, Newcastle, as I said, play against City this weekend. Great opportunity. We would hope um, to see them get involved. But I says, Tom has got new headphones. Now, I've had these headphones for a while. What I haven't done, and it's something that I know that Harry uh, does a lot, and uh, it's something that I used to do when I was working at a couple of radio stations, is when you have your headphones in plugged into the microphone, you can hear what you're saying. And so it makes it a much clearer and better hopefully for you guys listening at home and I'm more coherent and I can actually hear what I've said because as we know on previous shows, I've been like messing up words. So I'd much rather hear what I'm saying more clearly and coherently. And I think it produces a better show for you. Uh, So it's not like a Tom literally loves the sound of his own voice. So (laughs) he's plugging headphones in to hear what he's saying. Actually, it's it's meant to help uh, with delivery a lot more. So yeah, I hope that explains why uh, I've got the headphones on. They may they may stay, they may go. I'm going to just I'm testing out how I feel wearing them during the show. Um Emmanuel Banda says, "Did you hear about the Raheem Sterling rumors? Would you take him to play on the right wing with Saka since he is English and he would fit in that home grown quota?" It would 
it would have to be a deal that would fit Arsenal. Um, but what I mean by that is I think financially it would have to be a deal that suits us. I think we'd have to consider the price tag you know, associated with him. £20 million, pounds, I've seen uh, my colleague Alfie on the Arsenal Way discuss. And, you know, if there was, say, a deal to be done at around £20 million on a three-year deal, I don't think that's that bad uh, at all, especially if there's not really an obvious candidate to bring in a wide play. You know, you think of Kovicic Kovacgelia from Napoli as being kind of the, the, the key young wide player on the market. Not on the market. I don't think Napoli want to sell him whatsoever. But certainly... I think there is, uh, there's not a plethora of wide options. And who knows? Maybe bringing in Sterling would be good reinforcement. That said, I think that a lot of Arsenal fans are not keen on the idea of, of signing Raheem Sterling, which, to be honest, it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, Mark says, Tom, can you give us your thoughts on who we should be getting this summer with Declan Rice? Or, if we can't get him, who would you target? And what about wingers, Balogun, Marquinhos? Uh, it's a big question mark and plenty of different avenues there to cover. Obviously, Declan Rice is Arsenal's number one target for that central midfield position, is said to be putting in the groundwork all the time going into that summer transfer window. Marquinhos is and has started very well off at Norwich, goal and assist on his first appearance. He'll return in the summer and the club will assess him, see if he needs another loan deal or if or not he can try and compete to get into the team. They wouldn't have signed him if they didn't think that he had a potential future or the ability uh, to have a potential future at the club. Balogun is a very interesting option. Uh, We don't really know what's going to happen with him in the summer. He's doing very well at Rons this season, Um, but it doesn't guarantee that he'll have a spot in the squad next year. And maybe Arsenal will look at him as a potential sellable asset to make some significant money off so they can reinvest. Kieran Tierney's another one of those. Imagine, you know, you sell Kieran Tierney, you sell Balogun, that could be enough to land you Declan Rice or maybe even more than that in the summer. Um, and I think if Arsenal could trade Tierney and Balogun for Rice, they would probably go and do that. I know some Arsenal fans may not be keen on that, but I think Arsenal would be keen on on paying for Rice with those two players moving on for a significant profit. Tierney, we bought in for £25 million. If you can make a 15 plus million profit on him and then you can make any profit on Balogun who of course is a Hayland uh, Academy product you you know any money you make on that deal is, is a bonus but there's also a big argument that maybe you should be looking um at potentially keeping Balogun and moving on in Ketia it's it's a decision we have to make outside of those and who we might get in the summer Ivan Fresneda is the obvious candidate for the right back position depending what happens with Tini and Tavares remaining to go for a left back in which case I'm gonna have to start doing some research on potential left backs that we could sign um so yeah let's let's look ahead and uh see if indeed we end up doing some interesting business in the summer um Dirk says is a Europa League and Premier League double this season more precious than the Invincibles the answer is no um you know the Invincible season is a unique uh, standalone achievement that probably won't be matched and for me is a greater achievement is the greatest achievement in English football so no uh, a Europa League and Premier League double this season is not more precious however it's certainly up there as one of the best achievements that Arsenal have ever managed to pull off during a campaign especially in the context of everything going on around Arsenal, the context of the other teams in the competition. I think about it as a Europa League that's included Barcelona, Manchester United, Juventus, you know, arguably probably the most difficult Europa League to win this season. And then you've got a Premier League with Manchester City 
the juggernaut that is Man City and beating them to the title. Similarly, I know people are going to kind of make comparisons to Liverpool in 89. as kind of that type of juggernaut that Arsenal had to overcome to win the league as well. So it would be up there with one of the biggest achievements Arsenal have ever done in their entire history. Um, but no, it, it would not be more precious than the Invincibles that are that is a standalone and brilliant brilliant achievement um aaron says i'm just listening to previous shows in my ears whilst delivering this show yes that can you imagine how self-centered that would be (laughs) i very very rarely listen back to shows sometimes i do if there's if someone said like i can't believe you said this about this player and sometimes i listen back just to see what it was i actually said sometimes i listen back to get kind of to do self-critique of, of my delivery and see how I can improve in certain aspects of my own delivery. And I hope that I have. I mean, if you go back and watch shows from like six years ago compared to now, if you go back and watch the show that we did when I announced that I was moving into permanent Arsenal writing spheres and we did the compilation of when I started at ABW and then started doing the Guna Talk back in 2016, like there is a significant improvement. I think we can all agree uh, on that. And I don't think that blows my own trumpet too hard, to be fair. But uh, yeah, I think that there's, it's always important to be self-critical, always important to uh, to listen back to what you've done to see if you can improve on your own product. That's really, really important. Um, let's go to Ali, who says, Gabby has now scored four goals in three games and all came as after he interchanged and occupied the number nine spot. Shouldn't we experiment with that before Jesus returns? He's clinical and has deadly movement. Um, Ali, I think what we're doing right now is is that experiment. I think that the positioning of Trossard, I wrote about this yesterday, you can go and read my piece on this on football.london, um, is a piece about how Trossard's positioning has enabled... Martinelli to become more central, to move more centrally and to thrive in that area. And I think that that is ultimately what we're going to see from from uh, both of those players on Saturday. I think that Trossard and Martinelli will both start that game. I think Nketiah's uh, slight injury has given Arteta a bit of an excuse to, to drop him from the team. He may not say that he's been dropped and he's just resting him and he's been injured, but I think if anything, it's given him a bit of an excuse to drop him. Um, Trossard coming in, has done brilliantly. But the irony is that Trossard and Martinelli did not pass to each other once during the game against Everton on Wednesday night. They don't have to pass to each other to have a good relationship. The movement, the interchanging, the fluidity of that forward line with Trossard playing with Martinelli, I think emphasises and not emphasises, but elevates uh, what we can expect from Martinelli. So all of those things, I think, have combined to see our forward line reach a new height in these last couple of fixtures. But it can get even better when Gabriel Jesus eventually does return. Uh, there's nearly a thousand of you watching, by the way. Make sure that if you haven't done so already, to drop a like on the video. Really appreciate all of the support that you guys bring to the channel, as always. Uh, help us on our way to our next milestone. We're on the journey to 50K. Um, so do indeed help us with that. Uh, John says, TGT sponsored by Rodegaard microphone. This is, I mean, Roder is, uh, for me, you know, if you're going to be out there trying to find equipment for microphones and podcasting, Roder, obviously, this isn't a sponsorship. I'm not sponsored by them just for the <laughs> just for the record. Um, but yeah, we have an Apogee microphone as well. And I, I think ever since we've brought in Gabriel Compressor, uh, for those that are long-term listeners of the channel, will know exactly what I'm talking about. But I think the microphone has definitely improved the level at which the sound comes across. So if I slightly raise my voice or lower my voice for whatever reason, um, or lower the volume and start talking a little bit more quietly, or I'd start talking a bit louder, uh, it basically enables it to try and stay around the same level, even though it's not coming across that way 
totally. But if I say move slightly further away from the microphone or move a bit closer, it, it makes kind of it as level as it can. So that on the I think on the previous microphone we had like peaks and troughs of of when I was talking, but this equipment allows us to have a much smoother uh, kind of delivery of our uh, of the show, which I think is. Yeah, I think it works, and I think it's it's much much better, and uh, that that is done, and I'm able to invest in in expensive equipment uh, thanks to people that become members, thanks to people that drop in super chats. We invest so much of what we make on the channel back into making this as good of a show. Whether we get like the fun intros that you see, um, whether it's the setup, whether it's the the graphics, whether it's the the equipment, um, that all comes from you guys supporting the channel. So thank you so much, as always, um, for helping with that. Uh, let's go to a few more uh, before we wrap up. Um, I know I said that the other day and then answered one and then closed the show. I promise I'll answer some more questions. Uh, Matt Thornton says, do you think that Mikel Arteta could be holding Kieran Tinney back until he's clear from the Zinni role? He looked, or rather clear in terms of what he's doing with the Zinni role. He looks more and more comfortable when he's been played that way. He did hold Martinelli back at the start. I mean, potentially, yeah. We we arguably might be doing that, and he's gradually coaching him to to play that role, and he's not comfortable using him until he's more uh, astute at delivering what Zinchenko does. But for me, I don't think that's the case. I think it's much more about the idea that we might see Tinny move on because he just isn't Zinchenko. Uh, when when Tinny came on against Everton, he had a, a moment where he kind of just ran the ball out of play, and Arteta just kind of put his head in his hands. And you know, if there was ever an, a moment that kind of encapsulated Tierney's struggles, you know, with Arsenal recently. I think that was probably it. So there you go. Um, Keith Field says, hi, Tom. Regarding our player of the year, we've had so many who are in the mix, but my vote would be for Granite for what he did and how he's turned his game around under Mikel Arteta. And he's been amazing. I'd even say he's been playing his best football. I'd agree with you that he's been playing his best football at Arsenal. I think this season is the pinnacle of Granite Xhaka's Arsenal, and not just Arsenal, I think entire career. I think this is the best version of Granite Xhaka that we have seen as Arsenal fans. Uh, he has been absolutely integral, imperative, and absolutely needed in what we've done so far this campaign. For me, Martin Odegaard continues to be my main guy, I think closely followed by Vakaya Saka. Um, it's between those two for me in terms of player of the season. They're very, very close. For me, Odegaard slightly takes it because of everything else he's done outside of the goals and the assists that he brings. He has he has got the most ball recoveries of any player in the final thirds in the Premier League. That statistic for me, is what elevates him slightly above Saka. His contribution in the final third to pressurise, to play the Arteta way, and not only that, of course, because he shoulders the burden and being the, the, the team captain and, and that responsibility as well. I just think that Erdegaard has taken his game to that next level. And I think what we've seen from Saka is a continuation of his development, of course. But I just think the leap that Erdegaard has made from last season, we all said that Erdegaard has to score more goals. And last season, he managed to get the same amount of goals as Bernardo Silva, who is a fantastic footballer. And to be honest, I thought that the goals that Bernardo Silva scored was a good target around that 6-7 Premier League goal contribution throughout the campaign with slightly more assists. And that's what Odegaard did last season. And yet he was still kind of challenged to be, he needs to score more goals, he needs to be more clinical, etc., etc. And this season he has stepped that up. And we're not, you know, we're not two-thirds through the season. Well, I think maybe we are just over the two-third mark now. And he's nearly at double figures for goals. He's got um, 
16 goal contributions across the whole campaign in 23 Premier League games. That's mad. And yes, I know that I know that Saka has more goals and assists than than what Odegaard does. He is playing slightly further forward. He is one of the people getting the service from Odegaard, of course, as well, which also helps. But I just think for me, everything outside of the goals and assists is what levels up Odegaard slightly above Bakaya Saka. But I know that there are plenty of people that think that Saka has been the best, and that's absolutely fine. I have no issue with that argument at all. I think Saka is between Saka and Odegaard at the moment. I think obviously Zinchenko, William Saliba, uh, Gabriel are also within potential shouts of of being our, our player of the season. But isn't it great that we have these debates? Isn't it great that we have these these discussions and that we're not seeing someone just outstrip everybody else and that we've got all of these players that we can discuss and talk about um the fact that any of these guys could be potentially our team of the season uh our team of the uh our player of the season because we've just had such a, a good strong consistent campaign in which we've been able to show our absolute maximum on so many occasions um benji says can we consider that Mikel arteta has a different plan for the players like kieran tinney smith rowe and Reese Nelson. There's still plenty of games left and we'll definitely see them. We should judge after that. Um, yeah, obviously we will have a different opinion perhaps of players come the end of the season. I certainly will be doing a keep, sell, loan show at the end of the campaign. Um, and as we move into the summer, uh, I'll certainly be doing one of those to decide, uh, get the views of maybe you guys and some of our regular guests. And I'll be doing a number of transfer-related in and out shows uh, after the season ends. And don't worry, when the season has finished, the 8 a.m.s will still go on because the Arsenal transfer show will indeed return. We've done nearly 600 of these episodes of 8 a.m. shows, and you guys have been along for the whole journey of that. Thank you for the continuous. But we've nearly been doing this 8 a.m. run for two years, and we've only had a few days off in between. I mean, even during my honeymoon, we produced shows that went out at 8 a.m. Uh, that were pre-recorded. And I've got to come up with a plan for when I'm out in... Um, in Chicago. The 8am show may still be 8am, but it might be 8am in the States rather than 8am here, which I think is about six hours in front. So it become a bit of a lunchtime show here in the UK uh, for six or seven days for however long I'm going to be out there. But I think that's probably the best way. I don't think I'm going to have time to be able to do um, pre-records when I go out to Chicago. So I think I'm going to have to do 8am shows out there. Um, which, considering what I've heard, may include a couple of hungover episodes. Get Me getting up at 8am out there in the States is going to be... What I have as my benefit is, of course, that with the time zones, it should be fairly okay for me to be able to be waking up at 2pm 2 2 UK time, which is actually 8am uh, in, in the States. So let's wait and see. Um, yeah, two... Um, yeah, 8 a.m. UK is 2 a.m. in Chicago. So, yeah, I won't be doing it that way around. Can you imagine if I was getting up at 2 a.m. whilst I was out in Chicago to do the 8 a.m. show? No, not happening. Not happening at all. Um, let's go to, let's take a few more. Um, how good has Ramsdale been this season, says Kevin K. Uh, I can't think of a keeper I'd rather have. Yeah, look, I think that he has been very good. I think that there are still certainly elements of his game that could be improved, consistency. I think what Ramsdale, the biggest challenge that Ramsdale has had since moving to Arsenal is that he was at clubs like Sheffield United and Bournemouth and I think what Chesterfield previously has been relegated and relegated and relegated. And when you're a goalkeeper that has been relegated so often, it means that you're often a keeper that is having to face constant pressure, constant shots on your goal, 
And the transition to Arsenal has involved a lot more waiting around, a lot more standing around. Because when you're a keeper that's of a team that likes to keep possession more than any other, and when you're a goalkeeper that plays one of the best sides in the league, you're not having to do as much. And so for that reason, Chicago has had to adapt to staying focused when he's maybe not in the game for 10, 15, 20, even 30 minutes. And so because of that, often what we see is is maybe his concentration dip and he has to develop as a keeper to improve on that. So for me, I'm still very happy with what Ramsdale does as a goalkeeper. I'm still happy with his development. I'm still happy with him being the number one. Um, but for me, um, I I just, yeah, just just not going to be, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not concerned with that at all. Um, let's have... Um, uh, I won't be discussing that. Uh, uh, sorry about that. But uh, for the Super Chat, I won't be discussing that at all. Um, Mark says, producing shows while on honeymoon. Tom is taking one for the team. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's go to um, Francois, who says, I remember to hit my ranch in Chesterfield, Virginia. You're welcome at any time. Thank you, Francois. I didn't even know there was a Chesterfield in Virginia. I, I, I didn't even know. Is that where Ramsdale went online? Did he go? To, did he go to uh, Virginia and got relegated there? Wow! I'm learning things every single day. Uh, fantastic stuff. Um, who is this Chicago guy? Did I say Chicago? What? <laughs> did I call Ramsdale Chicago? Goodness me! I've got Chicago on the brain. I'm just so excited. I mean, let's let's talk about Chicago because clearly it's taken over my brain. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Chicago because, uh, yes, uh, I've, I've now just called Ramsdale Chicago. Who thought? I thought that the headphones would enable me to uh, <laughs> to completely like eradicate any subconscious mistakes from my brain, but no, uh, it hasn't. Uh, Chicago, the twenty second or the, the the weekend starting the twenty first of April. I tell you what, I am doing a great job of advertising this so much so that I'm now renaming our goalkeeper. Chicago. Um, but uh, yes, on the weekend of the 21st of April through to the 23rd, uh, Guna Palooza, uh, which is a fantastic event taking place in the city of Chicago for Arsenal fans, not just in North America, but for those that are mil- willing to make the, the pilgrimage like I'm going to be in April. Um, we're doing a live podcast. Myself and John from TGT are going to be joining up and joining forces with Elliot and Paul from the Arsenal Vision podcast. It's going to be hosted by Mike from the Gunas pod. And we're very happy if you didn't watch our show last night, then you wouldn't have heard this but um oh that's a hiccup out of nowhere um but uh sophie from uh, the highbury squad is also uh going to be uh involved in the show which is absolutely fantastic i'm so so delighted that sophie is going to be joining us and as i did say me and sophie did a show last night talking about everton talking about gabriel jesus's return and all of that as well um so yeah i'm looking forward to that I like I'm I'm the fact that the Chicago is is so ingrained in my mind now that I'm now replacing our own players' names. Aaron Chicago um, is, is how he will be known from now on. Aaron Chicago in goal for Arsenal. Um, <laughs> that's going to have to feature in the preview show. But there you go. Um, I'm looking forward to that. It's an amazing trip. I'm going to be pestering you and talking about this for the next month until. Uh, the show happens, but tickets uh, can be got on the Chicago Gunners website from the 10th of March. So 
I'll probably after the 10th of March calm down because I'm assuming they're going to sell out pretty quickly. So do get involved. Do make sure you uh, have a look into all of that goodness. But th- but there you go. Um, I can't. I'm going to have to listen to this back and see how I managed to call him Aaron Chicago. <laughs> brilliant anyway do drop a like on the video do subscribe to the channel if you're new you're just a crap aaron chicago (laughs) crap aaron chicago anyway uh we'll see you again very soon have a fantastic day and as always up the arsenal It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.